And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. ArchD Life FM, James here with you. Hope you're having a fantastic evening. I've got a wonderful special guest here with me today, and I've been very, very excited to chat with her because the thing is we actually started working together probably, oh, what was it, probably about four weeks ago, something like that, and we, we sat next to each other at a like a team day or whatever, and I started asking you questions. So one of the first questions I think I asked you was, will you come on the show so we can actually have a chat and people can get to know your experience because you've had this amazing experience and background in youth ministry that I think everyone was going to love to hear, not just here but even overseas you've gone kind of everywhere and done so many different things but as soon as you started telling me about it i'm like stop wait don't don't do that because i really don't want to hear this story for the second time when we record and go oh wow did that really happen as if i'm really surprised so talia yates thank you very much for coming on the show today it's great to have you here thank you for having me it's my pleasure now can you give people a little bit of an indication so you've started working here in in the office in um catholic youth ministry area working as a diocesan youth support officer so that's really kind of like helping all of the the, the people in in parishes and schools basically be you know support them in their um in their work and their leadership but you've come from like a vast experience from from different things can you give us a little bit of a a summation of kind of um the kind of work that you've done even in the last five years Mm. yeah i have spent um the last two years with net ministries um which is a catholic youth ministry organization which runs um retreat days and youth groups youth camps that kind of thing and prior to that i was studying health and medical science Right. Oh, what was the decision that that made you leave health and med- did you finish health and medical science? Have you gone all the way through? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but yet you've stayed on doing this stuff. Yes. <laughs> what, was that a conscious decision to do that, or was it just something you kind of fell into? Um, I guess it was. It was fell into like it was never the plan. Um, but health and medical science is super broad, so. Um, I guess you don't come out of it with a set career. Like if you study teaching, you're going to be a teacher. If you study nursing, you're going to be a nurse. But mm. if you study health and medical science, you can do a hundred different things. Right and so I was getting close to the end of my degree and just like tossing up different options, trying to decide um, what am I going to do next? And um, I had one day just, I was kind of procrastinating from study and I was um, just opened up YouTube and I had on my YouTube homepage, um, a video popped up where they interviewed Annette team. Um, And I just felt really drawn to it. I could just see these young people who felt like they had this real sense of purpose and joy. And I could see that even through a YouTube video. And I was like, wow, I wonder what this is like in real life. Um, So, I had really no idea what I was getting myself into, but I thought, you know what, I'll just apply for it and see where it goes. And um, yeah, it just felt right. And so I guess I accidentally fell into youth ministry. Okay, but can we just kind of go back to see the kind of person as they're formed that goes on to make those decisions? Did you grow up in in a family that was Catholic, that was religious? I did, yeah. Um, We, throughout like my primary school years, we were, um, went to mass every weekend and we'd pray together as a family at night. Um, But towards our high school years, it was not so much as big of a thing. Like um, it was probably only my mom kind of occasionally going to mass and sort of, I guess, as soon as there was like the option to stay home, I kind of took that. And Yeah. um, yeah, I wasn't super engaged with the faith. 
Um, but in my later years of high school, like year 11, year 12, my mum would always like put out the invite. If she was going to mass, like, does anyone want to come along? And I found myself being drawn back into it, kind of just, yeah, I want to go along because- Why do you think that was? I think um, there was a sense of peace there. Like I was very study focused in high school and put a lot of pressure on myself and yeah, kind of like stressed out with school. But I found that, yeah, going along to mass was that like one hour of my week where there was just that um, sense of peace. So how long had it been since you kind of like had opted out of, of doing that? Like when did that happen when you were kind of given the choice to go, you don't have to go to mass if you don't want to? Like, I'm just sort of wondering how big that gap was in between the two and, and kind of what it was that then you remembered that drew mm. you back in after that period of time. Yeah, I think like it was probably like early high school, like year seven, year eight, yeah. around that age. But I don't know, it's a bit of like a blur in my mind. Like, I'm not sure if I don't know if I ever like fully opted out. I think I probably still was like it was always in the background but it's like faith was always in the background but it was just never like number one priority yeah because you were also you went to high school at uh, kildare college mm-hmm. um up in holden hill how did that kind of find its way in like in terms of the way that because each school lives out its own faith life in different ways you know some schools you know engage more in sort of like social justice stuff some engage more in sort of like mass music ministry those sorts of things like how did um um kildare's kind of way in which they expressed their i guess faith tradition and within the school and how that found its way through to the students what was uh, your experience of that at the school mm, i think my key memory that kind of sticks with me from faith at the school was just having particular RE teachers who were just like willing to share their own faith like they'd start off the lesson um, and be like unafraid to admit like oh I go to mass on the weekends as well or um, just like provide that space for us to ask them questions and that's kind of the um, key aspect of faith that I remember um, from high school. From there though like what was was there a moment where you kind of went, you know what, I think this is actually going to play a bigger part in my life than merely just going back to mass with my mum? I think it was probably the moment when I decided to do net. I think throughout uni, um, I was very much so kind of like one foot in, one foot out. I think Mm. being surrounded by um, people studying science and often a lot of people um, have that opinion that like science and faith are so opposing. And so I think I was quite shy about my faith i'd um yeah just kind of like never mentioned it to people at uni very much so kept it to myself and even then like you know sometimes i go to the mass on the weekend and other times it'd pass like two or three months before i went oh so you weren't then kind of more engaged in stuff you were still very much in that kind of sometimes i go sometimes i won't did you have many sort of like did you have any relationships or friends or things like that actually at your parish was that something that was a part of your life at all no not at all wow okay um, yeah very much so felt like um i was very like on my own didn't know anyone else who was catholic in my age so wow um yeah it was very like one foot in one foot out like you know i felt like deep down like there's something to this faith thing Uh but I saw like no one else around with it. So I was like, is it worth pursuing? Right. And then you saw this YouTube video about yeah. net. How did you come across that? Did that just like jump up on your algorithm or yeah, something like that? Very much so. It was did just it really? like on the homepage. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, very random because I yeah didn't watch any YouTube videos of that kind. Like it was mostly like, you know, health and medical science type videos. Yeah, so. sure. Yeah, that is a definite, yeah. <laughs> definite <laughs> departure. But you saw this video and it really 
hit you. It really resonated yeah. with you. Um, so then you see the video, you go, you know what? I think this looks like something I might want to do. Then what, what happens next? Yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I was trying to like push the thought you know, out of my head because I was like, you know, this involves like moving into state. The longest I'd been away from family was like three day school camps yeah, and right. all of that. Um, and so, yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. So I decided to put in an application and then um, I had an interview, little online Zoom interview. Um, and I was like, look, if I get accepted, I'm just going to decide that I'm going to do this. And I was accepted. And so then. And then, and so then what happens? Like you, you find out and then where do you go next is it yeah and then so that was about um two months before the start of training so essentially anyone who is accepted um we fly up to brisbane and then um spend six weeks um between brisbane and the sunshine coast um mm -hmm. training all things youth ministry and um community lifestyle to and what do they train like what what is it that like did you have any idea before you went in what like net boot camp was gonna look like absolutely not like i don't <laughs> think i even knew what youth ministry particularly was um and so i of course because you're probably only yeah. being one foot in one foot out you yep. probably wouldn't have even really you might have seen a youth minister maybe at your school or something. Was that no. it? Was that a thing? So, no, no youth minister at my school. Never been to a youth group. Like I really, oh man, was going in completely blind, which I think was part of the like adventure of it. Because, yeah, yeah, it was kind of just that complete like leap of faith and just trusting the process. But, yeah. And and what was? Do you remember day one of that training? Like what did they cover with you? Yeah. Um, I remember like that first day just being like super like overwhelmed and like oh my goodness like what have I gotten myself into yeah um but yeah there's a whole range of things like we covered like really practical skills like how to run a retreat day from things like you know running a game or leading a small group or sharing your story of faith um and then also things because with net you kind of live in community with the people who you're placed on team with so just um yeah practical aspects of that as well and um the first 10 days of training were really like retreat based and kind of that like um faith formation for yourself as well and now we were just talking about going and joining the net team this big youth ministry team i think it was a national evangelization team is what it actually yes. stands for net to really go out and and really speak to young people about uh, ways in which they can connect to that idea of Catholic identity in a way that I guess um, older people, parish people, priests, religious people might be a bit out of touch with and younger people go, oh, you know, they can actually relate to your experience and your journey and, and those sorts of things. Um, did you find along the way that people were kind of responding to the things that you were saying and the things that you were doing like were there moments of like real connection that you found that um really kind of took you took you aback yeah absolutely i think we worked um really hard to like build relationships with the young people before just kind of like going in and just um dumping faith on them i guess so um i think yeah it was very much so like that building points of connection and getting to know um, the young people and yeah just found that there were some like yeah they were very like receptive and open to hearing our stories mm. do you think that was a big part of that was as you said the fact that you were working more on building relationships first and trying to establish a kind of a a kind of like a i guess a trust and a rapport with them 
early like before just kind of like going and here's what we think and here's what we we believe and, and and all of those things this is something that perhaps you should consider and take on board yeah absolutely like even if you know some of these retreat days we only spent one day with the students but um we'd spend like the morning session just with the aim of like building belonging and getting to know them and then you know you'd have like three small groups throughout the day and so by the third one they'd yeah you'd really witness them open up which was yeah Yeah. so for people out there who like i mean because you're you're such a world of experience with what you've done and you've not just been here in australia you traveled you were over in new zealand i think as well and what was that like in terms of like culturally was that very different yeah yeah, was it how so different um yeah just getting to like learn about the maori culture and um yeah, just seeing how like embedded it is into like everything in their lifestyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, New Zealand's quite amazing because I think, um, um, and, and we, we we see it in in sport, we see it in in all sorts of aspects. There's such a wonderful, and it's so wonderful that idea of um, you know the indigenous people of New Zealand. How there's such a deep pride in the culture of, of what all that means, and you really see it come through. Is that what you mean by the yeah. by the multicultural aspect? Yeah. yeah absolutely like even um the students themselves were just so like excited and willing to share it with us and like we went to like um competitions like haka competitions and things which was just so like yeah yeah wow that would have been amazing yeah so for people who um you know who are listening who who are involved in youth ministry both i guess in the in the, the catholic realm and also outside is there um like an effective strategy that you've learned through experience that people could really benefit from if they're ministering to young people? I think the biggest thing is just to be yourself and not compare yourself to other youth ministers. I think that was something like um, early on, I'd say I'm quite an introvert and, you know, early on I was like, oh, do I have to be this big bubbly and like yeah. loud personality up the front? Um, but realizing Because that's that, the kind of the, the, the cliche of the yeah. youth minister, isn't it? They're out there. They're almost like like a quiz night host or something yeah. in a way. They've got to have that level of energy. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, you know, not like that at all. But realizing that you know, some people are like that and that's great. And you'll reach young people who are similar to you. But you yeah. also need youth ministers who are perhaps more introverted because you're going to reach the more introverted young people. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I think, yeah, be yourself. It's a, it's a really great piece of advice. It, it, there's going to come a time when I guess the mask is going to have to drop at some point, yeah. isn't there? And then you've got to connect with people on a much more authentic level. And if you're not being that person, that'll come through straight away. One thing that we tend to do and tend to do on the show, and we talked about this beforehand, is we, we look at what is going to be the gospel reading for the week in, in mass and sort of have a bit of a think, like, how does that actually pertain to our own lives in a way and it's the moment it's john 2 13 to 25 and it's uh, jesus clears the temple is the is the shorthand that people know of when he goes in sees what's kind of like going on has a uh, really sees that it's the wrong thing and totally goes against the ideas of of what he's trying to preach the the, the kind of understanding that he's trying to put into the world and it really does highlight that idea of you know when you find yourself in a place of going um, I know that there's something I need to be doing that's the right thing, that's true to me, that's true to the things that, that I think is, is to be right in the world. I can see other people around me, um, influential people, they may be friends, they may be families, peers, whatever, and you've got to kind of go against the grain and it can be very, very difficult. Now, we were talking about this just before and you were saying that's actually a very difficult thing for you to do because through your life you've been surrounded by people 
who you really do believe have been trying to instill those kind of values in you. Like when you were, when you were younger, did you find that like, I guess like parents and, and, and family members were really giving you those kind of messages early on about how important it was to, to be true to yourself and to do the things that you believed? Yeah, absolutely. Like I feel like that was, yeah, something that was always to like, yeah, be true to yourself and um, yeah, stick up for what you believe in, even if, you know, that means like losing friends or things because, um, yeah, it's important to stay true to yourself. Yeah. And how did that tend to come up in conversation? Was that kind of when you were at school, you'd come back and there was dramas or issues or whatever, or, or was it just something that, you know, um, just would just be brought up in general conversation? Yeah, I feel like more so just in general and probably just like lived out by the witness of um, my parents and their lives, like they're people that have always like stayed true to themselves as well so just yeah that living witness yeah and, and what's their um describe them to me like what are your parents like what sort of people are they oh they, they're great um they're just yeah super both super super selfless and loving people yeah. yeah um i think they're just always doing things for other people whether that's extended family or in their jobs or for me and my siblings just like yeah my mum is an audiologist and oh, wow um, okay yeah, and my dad um works with um full drive parts okay yeah yeah so i guess it goes to show i guess no matter what work you you're in you can be that person and that example um for people around you yeah yeah wonderful that's brilliant Talia Yates has been my very special guest for the last hour. Thank you so much for coming over, Talia. I know you were saying you weren't sure. <laughs> you were a bit <laughs> nervous about doing that. Um, so thank you. I hope it's been okay. Yeah, it's, it's been, been good. okay. Okay, good, <laughs> lovely. And um, uh, yeah, I'll see you around soon. I guess we work just across the road from one another. So yes, I'll well. see you at see you at the coffee machine. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. We are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the ArchD show. Check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest school life content on our website, archdradio.com and find us on social media at ArchD Radio for heaps of behind the scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. We will see you again very soon. Bye.